Welcome back to another episode of Sales with Aslan, your weekly therapy session for those who sell for a living and those who help those who sell for a living. And I am joined this week by Penny Honey, who is one of our newest partners and has spent a lifetime in sales. And I am so happy to have Penny. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm so delighted to be here. This is really exciting. What do you think of the new intro? I'm still struggling. We were moving from ales with Aslan to sales with Aslan because we do put an emphasis on the ale, but we are a sales podcast. Come on. I think people will totally get that. Okay. So sure, you can sell and you can have ales and you can have sales. I love it. So we can do it all. Let's do it we all can. in one day. One, one 25 minute podcast. We're going to do it all. So I know you're not a huge beer drinker, but you have something that some people would say is better than beer. What is that cold, frosty, and refreshing beverage in front of you? It is mead, and mead is wine made from honey. My fiance is a mead maker at Wandering Bard Meadery in Greenville, South Carolina, where I am. And he has made approximately 25 different meads. And this one is actually a hopped mead So I tried to get something that was close to beer. So we put some hops into mead and he made it into an IPA style mead. And so it had frothy head on it when I first poured it. And it kind of looks like beer. And when you put your nose in it, it smells like beer. And uh, (laughs) and when you taste it, it has, it kind of tastes like beer too, but it's a mead. That is amazing. uh, Well, we're going to get phone calls on this because people, we've not talked about a mead near as I can remember uh, since this show started. So, uh, and that's coming up on two years ago. So yeah, wow. that's, that's amazing. Well, you enjoy that. I'm going to go with, um, I, I can't remember if I've had this on the show before, but being down in Florida for a couple months here, I have gotten into some local brews and I've got this, it's the MIA beer company again, but this one's the Miami vice, but that's W E I S S like, ah, not, vice. not, not Joey and Crockett or Sonny and Crockett, whatever. This is more of your Hefeweizen style ale. So a Miami Vice. That's Very cool. 6% alcohol. So we're going to have that today. That looks yeah, cool. mine I think is a 7% and it's called Reply Hazy Try Again. Uh, after the old uh, eight ball that used to tell your fortune. Oh, yeah. So it's a hazy IPA. Hazy IPA. All right. All right. Super well, we cool. are... We are now lubricating our synaptic uh, region so we can get, <laughs> we can get talking. Um, so let's just like, tell the audience, Penny, like, just a, a, little bit, a little bit about you and your company, which of course is, is Pacific Mills Training Partners, a new partner of Aslan's, but a little bit about yourself and, and uh, where you came from. So I am a 25-year veteran of the IT distribution industry, which is sort of like dog years. So in dog years, <laughs> I'm approximately 100 years old. And, uh, and so I started out in the IT distribution industry when my twins were two. They're now okay. 28. Okay. And I had to go into that business because uh, we, as a couple, my husband and I found ourselves... Uh, I quit work to take care of the babies and he was Mm. unemployed. And so I went and got a job real quick at an IT distributor until I found something better. Mm. And even worse than that, I had to take a job in sales, which I'm making the face. And I hope you can see it on this podcast where I was like, (laughs) I am going to have to force stuff down people's throats and I can't stand it, but I'll do what I need to do to support the family. Well, it turned out I absolutely loved it because I had to flip my script on it and say, I'm not going to sell to people. I'm going to quit selling to people. I'm going to just help people. 
And yeah. if I happen to sell something and while I'm helping people, somehow it made me feel better about what I did. And I'll be darned, I was really good at it and um, enjoyed great success and just uh, won President's Club in, our, in my second year. But I've been in that role of sales rep where I had to uh, prospect and take care of existing customers. And when you're new to a company, they give you the worst bottom customers. Oh, and they say, here, you take care of these and we'll see how you do before <laughs> we risk anything with our larger customers. And so that really just started me on this IT distribution career uh, I'm a psych major from Clemson University, so I never expected to be anywhere near IT or distribution. And, uh, and it was so much fun because I had so many opportunities to learn and grow and then eventually to help other people learn and grow. And so when I retired from my distributor uh, last August, I knew because of my time uh, having been a consumer of Aslan and having been a customer of Aslan where I delivered that, had that training delivered to my sales teams, that that was the place where I wanted to be next. Uh, yeah. It was something that I was passionate about. So um, it was just sort of a natural progression from the, from being a sales rep all the way through being a, a manager and a vice president and a director and a trainer and a uh, and a sales enablement person to just then move into doing my own thing um, where I can select customers and, and help them. Well, let's go there for a second because um, I, I'm forgetting and we've probably talked about this, but how, how long ago did you meet up with Aslan and, and how did that relationship begin? Yeah, so 17 years ago, I, I joined a distributor that, um, that uh, was selling uh, some more technology products, some telephony, and we had hired Aslan to train our sales teams. And I was in business development at the time. And mm -hmm. so uh, that I'm on the road, I'm out all across the country, calling on customers and teaching them how to do business in, in the federal government, state, local education. And uh, my boss, who was the president of our division at that time, said, said, hey, you know, you can join the sales training if you'd like. And I'm like, heck yeah. And so I went into that sales training and, and uh, that's when I got to meet Tab for the first time. And, uh, and uh, you had another trainer on board who um, was training our sales teams. And so I trained alongside the inside sales team uh, and absolutely loved it. I was, I was picking up everything you guys were laying down. Awesome. Loved it. Were there any key phrases or any of the key concepts that you remember from that first training? Yeah. So, so drop the rope, of course, yeah, is yeah. the, is the probably if you were to survey all of your past uh, trainees, that would be the one thing that they would say uh, and drop the rope actually, as I have evolved and, and used it and been training other people to use it. What I tell people is that's not just a tactic in, in sales and relationships and trust building and, uh, building receptivity. It's a, it's a tactic in your life. Uh, yeah. Stop, stop pulling back um, and, and relax a little bit. Uh, take that tension out and see where your personal relationships go and where your relationship with your boss goes and, and uh, where your relationship with your customers go. So it was a, it was a great, great enduring life lesson for me. And I love that because we talk about, in fact, uh, Mark Lampson and I uh, talk about this a lot on the podcast when he comes on, 
his, his line is that you cannot fake being other centered, right? You, you can't fake this stuff. Like you either are other centered or you're not. And if you put other people's needs before yourself, then things like drop the rope are not a technique or a tactic. They're more of a, a logical way of treating people. You give them freedom to choose and then they typically trust you more than they would if you're always pulling on the rope. Right. So, so that's good. Exactly. Exactly. I love it. Yeah. And then the other thing that you asked was, uh, you know, from that training and it wasn't really from that training because our company signed on for the full package. So we Mm -hmm. got uh, leadership skills training in your catalyst, uh, in the catalyst component. And so also got to go through that as a leader. And uh, that also was really impactful to me that the, the whole course was impactful, but choosing whom to serve um, and making sure that when once you choose, you serve them well. And uh, realizing with quadrant coaching that when you're stressed, stretched in a day, you don't have to you don't have to coach everybody. Coach people who want to be coached and who want to be developed and and who have the opportunity to get better. And for the rest of the guys, if they if they're independents, let them uh, make your number. Do a great job for us. You've you've you don't need my help. So uh, that was a really good time management kind of lesson for me in, in a, as a leader to be able to go, okay, I, this is something I can do with all the other things that I have to do as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. Do you, do you remember, and this is, I'm not trying to put you on the spot, but do you remember like if you guys ever went back after you invested in Aslan and, you know, sounds like 17 years ago and they may still be a customer for all we know, but do you remember tracking the results? Do you remember even anecdotally seeing a change in your people, seeing, you know, that the, that the approach of being other centered in some of the terms we've already spoken about having helped those folks get better. Do you remember any of that? I a hundred percent remember it because I, in uh, 2015 or so, took on a role where I was responsible for a major transformation in our company. Mm -hmm. And as part of that transformation, we had to get all of our sales teams trained and try to amp up their skill set. So we did the uh, leadership, the catalyst training first with with the sales leaders, and then we delivered the other centered selling course. And so because the company was divided up into divisions, each division had its own leader. And it really cemented for me the the reason why you have to have top-down buy-in. So in one of our divisions, the top-down buy-in was very high. Mm -hmm. In other divisions, uh, maybe more, there there wasn't as much buy-in or it was a little more fragmented. But in one division, they were aligned top middle, all the way down to the individual contributor. Mm -hmm. In those organization, in that organization, their sales grew at three times the rate of any other division because of that tight alignment between the leadership and the individual contributor. And it was really having a great sales practice around creating a, 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 cadence where you, you listen to calls, you go back and you 
uh, evaluate them and you coach the sales rep and then you give them a developmental assignment and off they go and they try it out and it works and they come back and there's more coaching and the sales just grew and grew and grew. Um, they were the golden children of, uh, of every company meeting that we had because their sales were growing so fabulously. And I believe it was really because they had embraced the entire program end to end. Uh, and, and it was only for the betterment of, of our customers and yeah. our sales reps. And, and you're reminding me of one of the things I remember, because I, like you, was a customer first, right? We, we brought in Aslan into uh, APC back in, I don't know, 2003 or four. But when, what I noticed, and like you have had such a long career in sales, I'd been through probably eight or 10 sales trainings, you know, prior to Aslan. And I remember thinking, the only thing that ever changes with these things is the vocabulary, right? And when I, when I got into Aslan, it was for the first time I noticed it wasn't just a vocabulary change. This was all about a mindset shift. And when, when you know, we were the top of the food chain, you know, in terms of the decision uh, pyramid there, but when we put that all the way through our, our managers and our team leaders and down to the reps, we saw the exact same kind of results that you did. Um, and, it, and, I, and I do believe it was just because we embraced a mind shift methodology versus a vocabulary change. 100%, 100% requires both of those things. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's, there's a lesson at the very beginning of other centered selling, which is uh, making a conscious decision to change the way you are going to approach your customers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you have to be very intentional whenever you want to make a shift like that. You have to be very intentional about it. Revisit it. Remind yourself of it. Uh, put sticky notes up or, or the training tools that we give out or whatever they are to remind you, oh, yeah, this is what I said I was going to do and I'm going to do it. And then the next day, come back in, look at it again keep going until it becomes a part of your DNA, until it becomes a habit. Yeah, no, that's really good. That's really good. Well, let's, let's come out of the past and into sort of where we are today, which you've made a big decision uh, in the last six months to, to, to become uh, an Aslan certified reseller. And I'm just curious, um, how, how did you, you know, you kind of touched on in the very beginning, but make that decision that you wanted to retire from your long and successful career and do something like this, where you're, you're kind of stepping out on your own a little bit, right? And you got, yeah, you got a great brand like Aslan behind you, but you're, you're on your own a little bit more than what you've been. So just take me through that decision and, and then we can kind of get into how things are going. Yeah, so this was, it was not a really difficult decision or a big stretch. And so people mm -hmm. who knew me uh, when I was still working in, corp in that corporate America weren't a bit surprised by this, but the, yeah. but the interesting thing was, is that over the years, as I went around to partners and as I went to, uh, to different conferences and where I was a speaker, uh, or delivering some kind of training, mm -hmm. people would come to me and say, will you please come and train my sales team? I love yeah. your message. And when I, even when I was delivering this training, so I became certified as an Aslan trainer before I left my uh, IT dis distributor, um, even when I would deliver training and inside, I would have the sales reps and the sales managers say, oh my gosh, our customers are asking us all the time for sales training. Can you take this and go and deliver it to them? And yeah. so it was kind of a 
nice opportunity for sort of a ready-made market. There's definitely demand there. Of course, COVID uh, got in the middle of everything. <laughs> and, uh, and so it's a lot harder to, to find those people now and connect with them. Uh, but it's, it's turning around. Uh, and it's turning around at a pretty quick pace. So uh, yeah. it's really cool because my niche where Aslan is concerned is that I'm able to aggregate um, classes where I put groups of people together who may or may not work together, uh, yeah. but we're able to make it work where everyone learns something uh, by uh, putting them in, in different groups and using scenarios that everybody understands. And so my niche is that uh, I don't have to say no because folks are too small. I yeah. can say yes to something and, uh, and I'm happy to help you know, people develop. It's what I've done. I've helped companies grow their business for decades. And so this was just a natural extension of that and another way for me to be helpful and not salesy, uh, but to help. Well, and, and, you know, we use this line all the time, and I hate to call it a line. It's, it's a truth that people are never more fulfilled than when they're serving others. And, you know, you and I both sort of stepped out of long, successful careers with big companies because I think, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but we both kind of feel like we can help so many companies. We can help so many more people doing it this way versus being in the, the four walls of a big corporation. Uh, and that's, and there's some value to that to us personally, as well as to those that we serve, uh, which Absolutely. is just a great feeling. Yeah. And I, and you know, 25 years in it distribution, uh, that's a long, long time for in a career, uh, not to be in just one company. I was in a couple of companies, but I have a lot to learn. And so the cool thing is getting out there and serving, uh, people from all different industries with the concepts that we teach, I can still do that. And I can also still learn about their business and uh, make sure that, that we're doing everything we can. I can bring the great successes that we had in IT distribution, for example, and help them be successful in whatever industry they're in. Yeah, that's so good, so good. Well, you mentioned COVID and, and, and you know the challenges. Um, I think everybody listening to the podcast has all gone through some variety of, of challenge um, with COVID. Um, and as we were kind of talking before we got on the podcast, there's, there's, it's, you know, sales reps are extremely resilient, right? I mean, you, you hear no so often, uh, the baseball analogy is if you're, if you're batting 250, 300 in the major leagues, you, you might wind up in the hall of fame one day. <laughs> and if you do that in sales, that's, that's not too bad. Um, you know, what are some of the things you've noticed, um, you know, in, in the last several months as you've tried to get this business off the ground, you've been trying to sell, um, that you've been able to do with that, that more of that free time that you have because you're just not in as many client meetings as you'd like to be. Well, it's, you're making a great point and it is that I have a lot of time on my hands. And mm -hmm. so then you determine how you're going to best spend your time. So yeah. I needed to learn as a reseller of the Aslan solution. I needed to learn what Aslan's competitors are doing, what's going on in the training market in general, mm -hmm. um, really start to build out my messaging and my branding and who I wanted to, to um, try to help first. Yeah. And so it, so the good news is, is that you have a lot of time to do that uh, and really think things through and get advice from people. 
people and ask for feedback. And so that's, that has been what I've been spending my time doing. And it's been really fantastic. If nothing else, you connect, if people aren't ready to buy right now, or they, they're never going to be a customer, you should still connect with them. Yeah. Uh, and, and make as many calls as you possibly can and as many connections as you can call those call those folks you haven't talked to in a long time they've got time on their hands too yeah uh, and you never know where it's going to take you well and you know just a couple things that 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 I'd add to that I, I a couple things that we've done more of in the pandemic is we write more we 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 we, we take you know a, a sort of a thought leadership there's tons of things that in our space we're experts at just from 25 years of doing this and I'm talking about Aslan now as as a company but also as you know you and I as veterans that we can write thought leadership and we can post that and you know that alone may not lead directly to business but when you post something that you know, like the article that I wrote when I came over here, what do I want to do with the fourth quarter of my career? It, I got so many um, people saying, oh my God, like I'm going through the exact same challenge in my career. You know, as I enter the fourth quarter, I just don't know. Do I want to keep doing the same thing? Do I want to change? Do I want to give back? And so, you know, we can write with our time and help others in that way. And then the other thought that you just triggered in my mind is spending time intentionally looking at the, at the customers I want to choose to serve and mapping those those organizations out and figuring out the right way to go about serving them and and then sending them articles and sending them little things that that might not, they might not buy from you this year next year or even the year after but they might remember the way you made them feel during the pandemic and and giving them information that might have been helpful to them so those are just a kind of couple thoughts that as we continue to be in this downturn you might you might you know use your time very wisely with yeah i totally agree in fact you stimulated something in my brain about uh, uh, the fact that I had never posted anything other than my LinkedIn profile. I put it up there whenever LinkedIn came out, you know, yeah. maybe a decade ago. I don't know, but I'd never put anything in there <laughs> beyond yeah. that. And, and so that thought leadership, I was, I was thinking about all of the folks that I was working with who are now working from home and how are you handling it? Mm -hmm. And so uh, started putting a couple of questions out there to just, the the ether you know the the ether yeah. whoever's out there in linkedin land yeah. hey what do you how did you handle you know the transition from working in the office to working at home or how do you prospect now that you uh, don't have uh, uh, you know tools or whatever in front of you uh, to help you when you're sitting in your home office and interestingly the folks who were the first to respond when i put these questions out there were the people from that division that yeah. did three times more sales because they were so engaged in LinkedIn and connecting with people that they hopped on it right away and put you know big, very eloquent responses up. Um, but it would but it would generate some conversation and and have other people say, ah, that's something that I can use for myself, which I love. Yeah, that's really good. And 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 people in times of trouble, they they, you know whether it's the misery loves company thing, or they just want, they want some, some people that are going through common things. They want to, they want to understand and learn and, and try to figure out comp, you know, how, how do we get out of this kind of together? And I think the more we leverage the tools that we have, I mean, Mark Lampson said, I think it's Mark that said this on the show before, not, a, you know, nobody's good at everything, but everybody's good at something. When we share what we're good at, everybody learns. And I think, 
I think, um, and especially in the sales world, that's, that's so critical to remember. Um, and, and, and when we team up and help each other, we all get better and we're more fulfilled doing what we do. So I think that's uh, it's a great lesson. Well, as we wind up the podcast, which has been such a blast, tell, tell us where you're headed from here. What's, what's on your horizon? What's next for you? And how do people get a hold of you if they, if they like what they heard today? All right, so uh, it, this is a, a really exciting time because I feel like things are really starting to get busy. So I am assembling classes and um, putting together some schedules and uh, creating some opportunities where people can join uh, leadership classes or sales training classes. And so folks who are interested in that can reach me at uh, 864-346-3000. That's my cell phone. Uh, reach out to me on LinkedIn now that I'm active there uh, <laughs> or drop me an email at Penny, uh, sorry, P Honey, H-O-N-E-A at aslandtraining.com. And I'm happy. I would love to hear from you and hear about uh, what your challenges are. Anything, any reach will result in a phone call because I, I'm old school and love to talk to people. Uh, and so I'm a lot better at just uh, calling you and, and asking some questions and hearing you and hearing your story. And so um, that's, the, that's the quickest, best way to reach me. And uh, we'll, we'll definitely be able to connect. And so this year, I'm also uh, writing a book. And so it is uh, not an industry book but a, uh, a novel. Mm -hmm. And so uh, that is sort of cooking, simmering. And so uh, if this year turns out, if 2021 turns out the way I want it to, I'm going to have a full pattern of, of classes and, um, and travel, I hope, because mm. uh, I love to travel. And then uh, uh, it, hopefully maybe a manuscript will get out there before the year's over. We'll see. Well, and you would be, I don't know how many authors we've had on here now, but it's a, it's a, the podcast has become a magnet for authors. I didn't even know that till you just said that. So that's awesome. Congratulations on that idea. And hopefully you'll get that out. Um, and I love the niche you're carving because one of the struggles we as a company have is we can't, it's very hard for us to help individuals. Like we've got the online sales training, a couple hours of content that's fine, but they, but people that really want to program yet their company's not going to bring in Aslan or even Penny to do that work, you know, where do they turn? And so I love the little, the niche you're carving. Um, we sometimes we're trying to run public workshops and they just don't, they don't, they're not very well attended typically. And so um, I, I wish you a lot of luck with that concept and hopefully people uh, as individuals reach out and you guys can, can hook up. I think that's a great way to, uh, to go about solving individual uh, rep problems uh, that they're yeah. definitely out there having. Anything else for the audience before we let you go? Well, all of you, I hope that, uh, that this has been helpful for you. And uh, I hope that you will also try some mead. Uh, if you can find it locally, that'd be great. Remember, mead is the oldest beverage in the world. Uh, about 6,000 years old. So Holy it's smokes. not new. It's very, very old. Uh, and good meat is really good. I do remember the Bud Light commercials for the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. Wasn't the night That's drinking right. a meat at one point? That's yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. So I do remember that. Yeah. I actually, for the first time in my life, a couple of years ago, tried apple wine, which I don't think is anywhere near the same thing. But I was like, I didn't know you could make wine out of apples either. But that was actually pretty, pretty darn good. So you can make wine out of anything you can ferment. <laughs> <laughs> right. well, I don't know if it'll be any good, but 
Well, this has been a blast, Penny. Thank you so much for joining. Guys, get out there and share the podcast, download it, subscribe. Uh, We do this for you. We want everybody to be more fulfilled in their selling. And uh, we hope that this is helping you do that, whether you sell for a living or you help those for sell for a living. And we'll see you next week on another episode of Sales with Aslan. Mm -hmm.